One day to call my mama to remind her we ain't broke. I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. It's a night I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. Look at him go, look at him go. Welcome to the most must-hear sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I'm joined, as always, by Hanson McLevane. What's up? What's up? <laughs> we, we got to watch football yesterday. Finally. I, oh yeah, and, like, I don't – like, I almost never sat down and watched football, like, previous to COVID. Yeah. But yesterday, I sat down and watched football. Dude, I did not leave my lazy boy at all. We got Pizza Hut for lunch. We got B-dubs for dinner. <laughs> it was glorious. It was great. I, uh, yeah, I, it was NFL Red Zone all day with the Packers on uh, during the noon slot there um, Dude, on a separate TV. I love it when they TV. play that early. I love yep. it when they play that early. Yep, because then we got the good old Packers win, and then I got to watch those three games in the afternoon slot all on Red Zone, which was awesome. And then the Sunday night game was pretty fun to watch. And now I get to watch, and now I'm literally watching Monday night as I'm looking over too. And it's, I'm, I'm in a great spot right now. I mean, looking at it, there's really only one bad game and that was the Ravens and the Browns. Besides that, everything was fairly close. Everything was out. Yeah. It was, it was all a really good slate of games. Considering um, the circumstances too, it was just good football. Like and any preseason, like you could, you could a lot worse. Yeah, that's true too. And you could cut, you could say the Packers Vikings too. Um, the score is not indicative of how close yeah. that game was. Kirk Cousins kind of took a shit. Yeah, I mean, obviously the fourth quarter comeback against the prevent defense, but yeah, this is just going to be a quick episode where we're just going to go through and talk about every game that happened, and maybe if eh, this is in the third quarter, we'll talk. We might talk about this one, or we'll just save the Monday night games for our next episode. But yeah, let's. Uh, we already talked about Thursday. Let's start on Sunday. Seahawks Falcons. I mean. We, I, I picked this one right. Uh, uh, the Falcons looked better than I thought, but the Seahawks also looked better than I thought. So Yeah, I, I think that's going to be a common theme here throughout this whole thing is a lot of teams looked a little bit better than we thought they did. Um, and I, I can't disagree with you either. I mean, as soon as you put Russell Wilson on a field, the game changes because he's so in control of everything that he does. He, he's, like I said last time, he's like Aaron Rodgers. He can make nobody's look really good. So, Yeah. Benny Snell just fumbled after a big run. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, Russell Oh, I Wilson. just saw the interception play, too. Oh, man. Yeah, that Oh, was does rough. that suck? Danny Dimes. Oh. <laughs> that, was a, that was a rough moment for Danny Dimes. And he maybe the four Steelers. <laughs> the Steelers might have just gave it back. We'll see. Um, let's uh, – so what was that? Oh, yeah, Russell Wilson. I mean, he looked absolutely phenomenal. I think he threw 14 – or 13 – it was 12 straight passes – uh, for completions, the 13th one being a drop by uh, DK Metcalf. And DK had a few ca- uh, drops, but Russell only had four incompletions all game. He looked absolutely incredible. I think a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people say it in the past 24 hours, he might have the best uh, deep ball. Like the, the, he might throw the best deep ball in the league right now. 
And when you have receivers like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be throwing a lot of deep balls. Like of it's course. a dangerous team. It's a, and, yeah. and the addition to Jamal Adams, I don't think that's it. That I don't think that's what they wanted their defense to look like. Um, but as I talked about, the Falcons are a sneaky good team. Like I think the, you know, especially uh, Todd Gurley looks pretty good. Yeah, he looks he looks good in those colors. Like yeah. I'm I'm glad he's out of that shitty blue. That's fair. And Matt Ryan had like 400 passing yards and each like he had 450. Three, 450 and he had three receivers with 100 with over 100 yards. Um Julio Jones had 157 on nine receptions. And Calvin Ridley I think had two touchdowns on my bench in fantasy of course, but that's okay I won. <laughs> it's every week you always have one. I won because Devontae Adams and uh Josh Allen had games of their lives, so it's all fine. Um, yeah, I uh, it it was a it was an interesting game that I I didn't think I was going to see a lot of on red zone, but it it was popping up every every time I looked over. Uh, it seemed that these two teams were on my were on my screen. the The weird thing, in my opinion, was that Chris Carson only got six carries, um, and he, Carlos Hyde had the majority at seven. But even even combined, they only had 44 rushing yards. I that that's not what the Seahawks normally do. So I don't know if that's going to be a thing going forward. But I mean, if Russell Wilson's throwing the ball like that, you don't really need to run the ball. I was about to say, do you need to at that point? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he just looked. He looked so good, and it it was nice to see someone like, especially I like to see Todd Gurley playing, in a different team. It's nice to see him in a different system. So it, it's nice to see him play against what seemed like it seemed like he was a different player because he actually got a little bit more, a couple more chances than we've seen previously. Yeah. So, I mean, compared to him being put in like twice a quarter for two plays, like it's, that was, that just pissed me off. Cause you hate watching good football players barely play. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Like, Oh, big Ben just went down. Yeah. It, it, like you said, it's good to see them. And I think we saw a couple instances of that um, this weekend where kind of new players on new teams looking, looking pretty good. It was, like I said, it was a fun weekend to watch, but I'm, I'm interested to see how the Falcons compete with other teams because if they can play to this level, they're going to win a lot of games. Um, But that defense is going to have to short up and um, they're going to have to play a little more consistently. Matt Ryan, he threw the one pick, but this is a good Seahawks defense and the Seahawks, honestly, I mean, we I think Chris Carson's a good running back they'll be able to get him going at some point so this offense looks dangerous and I think this defense will start clicking pretty soon too because Jamal Adams we got to remember that was his first game and I think he led the team in tackles <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm very I think the Seahawks are going to win this division especially after watching what 40 what the 49ers looked like later in the day yeah yeah um but uh yeah I th- yeah, I'd have to say the Seahawks impressed me the most at, in the, in this division with a close second that we're going to get to uh, in a little bit. Cleveland Browns looked like the Cleveland Browns of old against Baltimore. <laughs> it's like there's certain things that just don't change, and there's certain things you should know that don't change. And one of them is professional sports teams in Cleveland that don't have LeBron James on them. Because <laughs> he th- – when was the last time the Browns were good? Like LeBron's first stint there, right? 
Maybe. I mean, like, have, the, have the Cleveland Browns really ever been good? Well, no, that's the point. So, like, <laughs> Jim Brown? <laughs> I, I think it's a, they're getting to a point now where I think the NFL almost might need even to step in because, well, they've been so chronically bad. Like, I get it, somebody has to lose, but normally there's like a rotating cycle. Like we see in the NBA, the teams that are bad five years later, they're good. Like the Sixers, like the Suns, like the Warriors, like it's a like the Bucks, the the Bulls are now on their their upswing again after being bad for five seasons. Now, football, we see Washington. Now Washington did win this week. I'll give them that. But Washington's yeah. been pretty garbage, minus the RG three era they had there for a little bit. The Lions have been pretty garbage. The Lions have been ass like yeah. absolute ass the Bengals have not been anything to write home about necessarily and but Dalton, they're turning it around they're definitely turning it around now with joe burrow so like there, there's a lot of instances like this so and like even teams like the rams they had like the one good season with the new coach and then they just take a shit so we're gonna get to them too though yes um i see now here's the thing i don't know if this was necessarily i i mean i kind of buried the lead at the beginning there like they were playing the Ravens and the Ravens are a top three team in this league. I, I don't know if this is actually Cleveland being this terrible. I think we'll see the real Cleveland team this Thursday when they play the Bengals. Um, man, I just, uh, yeah, that's the thing though. You, you, you have to be better to be like, this is a team. This is Lamar who is probably not going anywhere for his career. Like there's a high chance that you're going to be playing him for like 15 years yeah <laughs> so i don't know you, if he'll be running like that in 15 years no but but, yeah. but like you're gonna have to play this team for a very long at least what like eight years with lamar jackson yeah and you're gonna have to find a way to compete you like you can't just be good enough to beat the bad teams you got to figure out a way to be better so in my opinion i think baker mayfield's on a short lease this year i think maybe the the perspective will be We'll, we'll give him a little bit of a longer leash because there's a new head coach. So maybe this season he's safe just because you can say, Oh, new the first season in the new offense. Um, but we've seen, I don't know, guys like Mitch Trubisky who he keeps getting that excuse. And until the fourth quarter on Sunday, he didn't look good either. I don't know. Baker, I, it, to me, Baker really needs to start stepping up and prove to me that he's a good quarterback and that he's not just a funny guy with his freaking progressive commercials. Um, the thing about Baker for me is he's just not playing his game. He's trying to get out of the pocket too much. He's trying to run around. He, which he can, but not, but he's can, not but doing that, it. That's though. not yeah. his type. That's not the type of quarterback he really is though. He is more of a pocket style quarterback. He, he takes his steps back and he throws the ball. His line should be protecting him. He shouldn't be running around. That's not the type of game he can play at this level. He might've been able to do it in college. Right. Yeah. But we know about this skills gap. Yeah, we, we see it translating with these young quarterbacks all the time that can't convert their game to the next level, either because they can't understand the system or don't know how to read a defense. In Baker's case, he's trying to overdo something he doesn't do normally. Exactly. And, a, against guys that are so good, the, the best in the world, you're not going to succeed at something you're not. And that's what he's attempting to do. And that's what the Browns are, seem like that's like the offense. Like they're trying to make him do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I completely. Oh, speaking of the Baker Mayfield commercial, yeah, no, <laughs> um, yeah, and I, you know, Baltimore plays Houston next week. I think they're gonna do the same. Maybe you know, Houston's gonna get more than six points, but I think Baltimore is just gonna run crazy on these guys. And J.K. Dobbins looked really good. I thought he got a lot more opportunity than uh, a lot of people thought he was gonna get um, with Mark Ingram being there. But Mark Ingram, I don't know, I don't know what's going on there, but 
J.K. Dobbins looked really good. So they they at least have their running back of the future whenever Mark Ingram decides to leave, whether it's to another team or uh, to a retirement. But, uh, yeah, I like the, the future of the Ravens. I mean, God, they're, again, one of the best teams of the league. I think we can almost forget about that Titans game in the playoff last year. I think Ravens are right back in that spot in Super yeah. Bowl contenders. Definitely, definitely. <sighs> Speaking of lopsided games, the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. Hey, I said Josh Allen's going to have us close to MVP. He's going to be an MVP candidate this year. He looked like it, and it may have only been against the Jets, but damn, he looked good. What did he throw? 46 passes. Like, they trusted. for 46, 312, two touchdowns. Like, what? And I think, like, oh, man, he absolutely had a great game. I, I was so happy to see it. Um, led the team in rushing yards too. I was just going to carry for 57 yards and a touchdown. Their rushing game was interesting because we talked about how they have Devin Singletary, who they thought was their guy. And now they have Zach Moss, who they think is their guy, but neither of them really impressed yesterday. And I was kind of shocked to see that. Um, so hopefully they could get one of them going. Um, I think it bodes more well for Devin Singletary because he, he at least was proven last year to be mm-hmm. a really solid running back. So maybe they'll give him more of a chance. Um, so hopefully he can do that, but I don't know what to do about the Jets. Actually, that's a lie. I know exactly what to do about the Jets. Get rid of Adam Gase. Did you hear what he said about Le'Veon Bell's injury? No. He said, I shouldn't, I, thinking back on it, I should not have put him in when I knew he was injured. So apparently they knew he got hurt. He put him back in the game. <sighs> Adam Gase. In February, is- I knew the coronavirus was airborne. I just didn't want to panic anybody. He's just ridiculous, man. I don't understand how he has a job. I don't know how he got a second job. I don't know how he still has the second job, but he's just, he's a crap coach. He's uh, just terrible. Did you see that kick? He kicked it know. out of bounds. <laughs> Boswell, come on, Not man. Kick off, man. You're having a fantasy fucking dream game for a kicker. Come on, man. It, good thing funny. that one doesn't count for anything. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so I, uh, yeah, not much else to say. I mean, Buffalo's defense is what we thought it was, too. Like, all this, they had a couple turnovers there. Josh Allen needs to work on those fumbles. But, yeah, I like He's the Bills young. this year. He's young. Like, yeah, I know. They're, they're, they're a young and explosive team. And if we're learning about anything about young and explosive teams right now in sports, like the Heat, young and explosive is scary. Yeah. So, watch out, NFL, because Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen are coming and fast. Like, yeah, that's, that's for sure. Um. What was that? Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like Buffalo to win this division still. I mean, we, we'll talk about New England coming up here. They pressed me, but not enough. I still think head-to-head Buffalo is a better team. So, we'll get to that. Las Vegas Raiders pulled one out in Carolina. What a game this was. This was awesome. Teddy Bridgewater in that offense looks great. They put up 30 points. But that defense, like I mentioned, they could not figure out without Luke Keekley. Put on, uh, giving up 34, including that last touchdown to give them the lead. I mean, if you're if you're Matt Rule, though, you got to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey a little bit more. I'm thankful that he didn't this week because I played him in fantasy, but I think you got to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey a little bit more. 
Yeah, like teams can't really even prepare for him. That's the thing. Yeah. Like there, there's just some running backs that are so good and so quick. They're just hard. You can't like you you might know what they want to do, but you can't be prepared for it. They're they're ten steps ahead of you. That's the thing about Christian McCaffrey. Last year, they were on a bad team. Kyle Allen was their starting quarterback, and they really didn't have much of an offense besides Christian McCaffrey. Teams were preparing for Christian McCaffrey and trying to stop Christian McCaffrey, and he was still doing what he was doing last year. So now you put a quarterback there and it probably unloads the box for a few more plays a game. You got to, you, you still got to give the ball that like, well, they're not expecting us to throw as much. Well, that's because you shouldn't be throwing as much. Like you got to do what's expected sometimes because it's going to work. Um, but you got to give props to Josh Jacobs. He's the guy I thought he was too. I, he's going to have a monster year. I tried to get him in three of my fantasy leagues. I didn't get him in any of them <laughs> because like, he's, he's going to have a monster year. Uh, he's, I think he's a really talented running back. He got the, he's getting the, uh, receptions now too. And yeah, I mean, Derek Carr, I don't know if this is going to be a bounce back year. I don't know if we can expect 22 out of 30 for, for him every week because I don't know how much I trust this Carolina defense yet. But as of right now, the Raiders look pretty good. Yeah, um, not even the defense they played against. I, I question how consistent their offense can be. Um, they have pieces, but yeah. maybe not enough for the right ones together. So we'll see how this season continues. Um, Carolina's got to use Christian McCaffrey more if they're trying to win games. I mean yeah. – Teams throw extra passes when they have an amazing quarterback. Teams should run their running back. Like the running backs are so undervalued right now in the NFL. I, I know a couple of them are getting some big paydays right now. Those paydays could really be a lot bigger compared to some of the other important positions. Yeah. So, I mean, to see Christian McCaffrey not get as many carries as we were kind of hoping is a little unfortunate, but it's week one. Maybe they were expecting something different against the Raiders and they Maybe. didn't see it. So yeah. we'll, we'll have to see. Speaking of teams being inconsistent, <laughs> the Chicago Bears versus the Detroit Lions. What was this game? I th- th- Listen, Mitch Trubisky, I, people were calling for him to be pulled after the first half and put in Nick Foles. And even after the third quarter, I think t- they were still calling for it. And the, the Lions put up a lead on him, a huge lead. And then all of a sudden, Mitch Trubisky comes out and has the highest quarterback rating in the fourth quarter this week. And he throws an absolute dime to win the game. And then oh, the most heartbreaking part of all of it, Matt Stafford throws a game-winning touchdown with seconds on the clock, but the rookie DeAndre Swift drops the ball. I was devastated with Matt Stafford on my fantasy team. It was devastated that I didn't get that touchdown. Not even that. I am just so anti-Bears. Yeah, and exactly. I, just, I love it when Trubisky plays bad because it's just like I love watching them dig themselves into a hole. Oh, but yeah. of course, he has to have one good quarter every two seasons. So that was now he's not going to be good the rest of the year. So Chicago, yeah. don't worry. It's done. It's over. You don't have to worry about him being good anymore. You'll get yeah. Nick Foles by week 12. You're going to have 10 more weeks of shit football. So get ready for it. Well, that's the thing. Like Bears fans, you can get excited. You beat the Lions. I mean, you know, take, <laughs> you take beat the, the Lions. I mean, <laughs> right. Take the wins where you can, but uh, your quarter, your starting quarterback can't play one good, like one good quarter a game and win. Like that's just not going to happen. Your defense isn't as good as it was. We saw Leonard Floyd. Uh, you know, kind of coming out as his own uh, in a Rams uniform. Now you lose him. That's a big piece. Their secondary didn't look very good. 
um, you know, they they bolstered up in the second half, but I just I it's not a good enough team without Mitt. Like it's the same thing we've been saying for three straight seasons now. Mitch Trubisky is the only piece of this team that really seems to be holding them back, and it's a big piece. So. I don't know. I, I don't know how long it's going to be till Nick Foles is in there. I don't know if Nick Foles is going to get in there, but um, yeah. And I don't have too much to say about Detroit. I think Stafford still looks good. Their defense isn't great, but once they get Ken, he Ken, a lot better than I thought he would actually, yeah. I thought he was going to be a little bit rustier, but and that's without Kenny Galladay too. Like yeah. that's without their number one receiver. So once he comes back, he's going to look even better. So I can't wait for that. Um, but yeah, that's the bottom two teams in this division for sure. So, well, you know, what's going to happen now with Chicago for the rest of the season week week 10 is going to roll around and it's going to be like all right game on the line end of the third quarter we got the fourth quarter to play all right we play through the fourth quarter we got five minutes left we're still tied four minutes left you know still close we got Trubisky guys we're good remember what he did week one and then you're just going to get disappointed every time that situation comes up like I, he has one good game and that's going to keep him in Chicago now for another like he had one good quarter 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 and that's going to keep him in chicago for at least another season just because of that exactly uh all right uh the colts versus the jaguars gardner Minshew, man fuck trevor lawrence we're keeping Minshew. he's my guy i was about to say <laughs> well keep in mind this is also one week you know gardner has he, he's played better than than trubisky has over the course of his career but i'm going to the benefit of the doubt and the negative. So the, the negative of the doubt, like I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt in this case. That's the words I'm trying to say, because I don't think he can do it again next week. And I, week? I will, that's, I, I don't care who they're playing. That's the thing. Like, I don't know if he can do this on a week to week basis. And I don't know if his weapons are consistent enough. They play the Titans next week. So that one's going to be tough. Um, listen, man, uh, I, Okay, I'm trying to find this stat. I'm, I'm hoping I saved it um, because there was a crazy stat about his last two games. Um, I don't. Holy shit, he only missed one pass. Yes, he was 19 for 20. He is the first quarterback in NFL history in week one to throw 95% of his passes and three touchdowns. Woo! I, yeah, that's I'm, something. In his last, I'm going to get these stats wrong, but it's something like 30, 36 for. 48 I want to say something like that in his last two games with like 600 yards and six touchdowns and only one interception and I mean if you're throwing 20 passes or 19 passes completing 19 passes on 130 173 yards completed that's like almost 10 yards a pass like he's not throwing like little short passes like screen passes like these are big boy passes they are and he's got he's got good wide receivers dj chark lavishka chenault who i was very high on coming out of the draft and he caught a touchdown this week keelan cole who's been uh, he's been iffy for the jaguars so far but like and now he's got tyler eifert at tight end these guys like if they can find a running back their offense is going to be fine i don't know about their defense but their defense balled out like even their rookie their two rookies on the defensive side of the ball balled out too. miles jack is still there and he's still like i don't think the jaguars are going to do well this year i still think they're going to be a bottom team but like if gar the here's the thing though gardner feels like ryan fitzpatrick where he's going to will this team into a few wins this year he's going to absolutely just 
go out there and throw 19 for 20 games where he is just going to come out and win these games for them just purely on his throwing ability. And he, he might convince the Jaguars, even if they get the number one pick, he might convince them to not pick Trevor Lawrence with that number one pick. Because if he's still playing well as a good quarterback, and then and if there's another position player out there who who is like if say like say if it, say it was this year, say it was this year, and there's Chase Young up there. Yeah, but Chase Young and Trevor Lawrence are a little different. But I'm saying that the, the 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 decision between Chase Young and Joe Burrow, if you already have a good young quarterback, maybe you take that chance on Chase Young being that dominant defensive threat that you want, that you had. And maybe you keep rolling with Gardner Minshew. I don't know. It's so going to be interesting. Here's my thinking. If, even if Gardner plays well – so here's the thing. Like, with Jacksonville being the team that they are and the pieces they have, um, Minshew, Gardner Minshew could have a good season and still not play. Like, the team could be bad. Yeah. So there's a situation here where Gardner plays well. They still get the first overall pick. And then you can either take Lawrence or trade Gardner. At, that was a little bit of a run. That was a uh, hell you of could, a run. You, you, could e- you could either take Trevor and trade Gardner, or you can even trade the pick. Yeah. Which a lot of, like, trading first-round picks in the NFL, wholly valuable. Like, more than any other sport are first-round picks in football valuable. And football has the second most rounds of a draft, too. So you mm-hmm. wouldn't think that with how many drafts there are. But first round talent in professional football is next to nothing. Like you can't do better than that. And if you have an opportunity to get Trevor Lawrence, even if Gardner Minshew puts up a stupid, crazy year, I, it's still hard for me to see them go a different direction unless he's putting up like damn near Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers numbers. Yeah, exactly. Um, on the other side of the ball, unfortunately, Marlon Mack out for the season with his Achilles injury. That's that sucks. That sucks. Um, but if you want to look on the bright side, they drafted Jonathan Taylor in the second round and they have Naheem Hines who really performed yesterday. And Jonathan Taylor ran boy yeah. runs. Yeah. He, you know, he's going to be their guy. Um, and, and even, I mean, he was their second leading receiver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so I, I he's think that's such a big future ahead of him on that, on that team, even like that mm-hmm. team is a good spot for him right now. And then, yeah, they're going to be okay. It's very unfortunate for Marlon Mack who's going into a contract year two. Mm-hmm. He's going to lose out on a lot of money, but that's, you know, that's the game. Um, when we have another one to talk and about like later. Like we said earlier, underpaid running backs. It's yeah. just, it's a tough time to be a running back. Marlon Mack's going to be a value player for someone next year. Whoever yeah, he fair. signs with, they're going to get a great pickup. And I was say, if he's smart, he goes short-term. He, he yes. pulls a short-term deal. He shows what he can do and he signs a long-term extension. Exactly. And, Long-term extensions are so important for running backs with how they can get injured like that. So, Meanwhile, Phillip Rivers is the same quarterback that he was in San, here in L.A. and San Diego, if you want to say. Like, Phillip Rivers, 36 for 46, 363 and a touchdown. Like, that's super impressive. But then you look at the two interceptions. Uh, he's just – I don't know. And, it, and that's the thing. It's just, I mean, T.Y. had a few drops, but, like – this was against the Jaguars defense where we all figured that they weren't going to be very good. And I still don't think they were very good and they still couldn't pull out a win against this Jacksonville team. I, I, I don't know. Cole, the, I think Phil Rivers needs to kind of, he needs to figure something out. He needs to do something to fix this. I think they need a new quarterback. They have Jacoby Brissett. 
who they paid a lot of money they to did last pay year. him a lot of money so and if that's the then maybe you put him in you try you give him a chance you know i think philip rivers is at a point in his career now where he understands if he gets benched he knows why like Jacoby, Jacoby's not bad either. Jacoby's a good quarterback. No, he's he's not bad at all. We've we've yeah. seen him play really well the last couple of seasons, filling in, especially when he's had have longer stints as a starter. So yeah, he he's looked good. I mean, is he an actual NFL caliber starter? He, on the Indianapolis Colts, will probably finish close to last in their division. Yeah, maybe. You know, so. Yeah. Yes. I, I think there's like there's other options here that they could probably go with. Maybe this is a team that tries to go down and, and get the first pick, you know? Yeah. So we'll I see. agree. Um, all right. Let's talk about them Packers. Uh they looked great. Aaron Rodgers looks like an MVP again. Aaron Jones and this running crew look great. I I mean, you throw away the two drops from MVS, which I'm not gonna forget about all season, but if MVS like he even he made a big catch, so like it's not like he's going to be an incompetent wide receiver this year. He's just going to be a, a frustrating one. But I mean, Lazard looked good, and he and obviously Devonte Adams had a freaking day. And this defense, he's going like, to have a lot of freaking days this season. And so we lost Lane Taylor for the season, but our off our offensive line still held up. Yeah, yeah, we did. Aaron, I don't think Aaron got sacked. <laughs> like. I don't honestly now that I'm thinking about it I don't know if he did either. He didn't he didn't get sacked. Yeah, cuz I was thinking about old guys getting sacked this weekend and I'm like Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. And uh, listen, Aaron 32 for 44, four touchdowns on 364. He looked he looked uh, absolutely he looked like awesome. Aaron. <laughs> he looked like Aaron Rodgers again. And I, again the defense looked good. Jair Alexander had himself a day with a safety and an interception. What an absolute play call. Uh, by Mike Patton on that on that safety like oh to send in Jair Alexander on that that was amazing um yeah I really really liked what I saw out of the Packers this year I said I am now validated in my preseason thoughts about the Packers I don't think they're the best team in the NFC but they're top three I think they're right up there they don't they don't even have to be the best team when they have one of the best players exactly that I, I keep saying it how important the quarterback position is and I will always keep saying it if you have a quarterback that makes your team better, you can have small, no-name guys. And they're going to come out and be really, really good because you have a literal football god throwing you the ball. Like, honestly, at this point, it would be, like, for sure with another ring. But you might even be able to put Aaron Rodgers on the Mount Rushmore right now of quarterbacks. I genuinely think so. Yeah, I, I, it, yeah. you might have an argument for that fourth spot putting them there. Yeah. But it, it's definitely valid. If you want to, so like I said, that a second ring would really help that. On the other side, I listen. The like I said at the top of the show, the Vikings' score does not show how like much of a blowout this game was. Like Kirk Cousins, he, he still went nineteen for twenty-five, and he but he had the one pick. He got sacked a few times. There was pressure in him all day, and he only. I mean, he spread the ball out, but we shut down Delvin Cook and maybe that's because they were throwing more in the fourth quarter I don't know what is wrong because on paper this team looks like they were decent but it, you, it I, I wish I could look at these stats minus the fourth quarter because this this team just it was very like the defense is extremely young and maybe they're gonna have success in the future because of that like their oldest cornerback is 24 years old 
which is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and there are other ones that are rookie. <laughs> That's just absolutely crazy. Um, and they had a few, and I know they were missing Daniil Hunter and uh, Unique Ngakwe didn't play much in his debut. But like, but again, the Packers O line was injured too. So like, you can't make too many excuses. We still got to Kirk Cousins. Why couldn't they get to Aaron Rodgers? Um, it's because I mean, we just had a better game plan too. And they're, they're they did lose Kevin Stefanski at offensive coordinator. So maybe there's going to be a little bit of a dip there. I love Juju Smith-Schuster. I, I, his touchdown celebrations with the evolution of TikTok is just going to continually to get, continue to get better. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what to do about this Minnesota team. I still think they're probably the second best team in this division, but that gives me a lot of confidence. I was about to say, Packers. that makes me feel really good as a Packers fan. Exactly. Hey, I, I am scared for the Packers as soon as Mitch Trubisky sits down. That's when I start worrying about the division. Uh, even then, I'm not. <laughs> oh, I for, he he was playing it to the pylon cam. That's what he was doing. I was like, why did he go to the front line? That's such a good move. I've never seen somebody play their celebration to the pylon cam because there's the social distancing. No like one, run out. no one is happier to see Big Ben Roethlisberger back out on the field than Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, I want to look at Dalvin Cook's contract. Because five-year deal, when was this? Was this two, a- two or last year? Because it was after AP left. So it was, no, it was longer than that. It's been, where the hell? Two or three years? Contract. Free agent 2026. Okay, so. It oh, a, so it's brand new. It was a brand new five-year deal. Yeah. So that was a, that was the re-up. Okay. Alexander Madison looked really good. <laughs> like, and I mean, he, I got to bring my stats back up. I keep putting my phone back down. <laughs> Madison had the same amount of yards on half the carries. <laughs> now there, there could be a series of factors to that. Not, like what were they showing before the snap? Yeah. But like also, you can't I'm, you can't let the second string running back do you like that. I'm just yeah, that uh that's interesting. I didn't actually I knew he did good. I didn't know it was that good. Um yeah, Kirk Cousins with 34. We can't do that. Um but anyway, yeah, the the Vikings gotta figure something out. Maybe the offensive coordinator's still kind of getting his feet in. Um, but we'll see. Let's talk about the New England Patriots versus the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots winning with cam newton's debut 21 21 cam newton looked really good <laughs> i i told you <laughs> yeah i told you he was gonna look just below mvp caliber and honestly i think i i think i i think i was right now here's the thing though so here's my thought process we have a few running quarterbacks in this league we have kyler and we have lamar and now we have Cam again. Is Cam fast enough to where these defenses who are preparing for teams like Kyler and Lamar, are they just, okay, so we'll just change, we'll just do the same, our same defensive plan for these teams. We're just going to do the same thing for Cam Newton. And honestly, I think Lamar is a better thrower than Cam Newton right now. I think Kyler might even be a better thrower than Cam Newton right now. I, I don't know if Cam and but uh, like I said in the preview episode, if anyone can do this with this offense, it's McDaniel's and it's Belichick, and they are doing a lot of good things. But I really do think I don't know if, how long this is going to last. Yeah, so there 
there's maybe three other teams, as you basically just alluded to, that could probably handle this situation right now with winning game and win games. Um, and to me, Cam Newton isn't Cam Newton's a different player than he was previously. He doesn't run as well due to injuries. He still runs well, yes. just not as well. He runs much more gingerly. He got hit way too much. He's got to slide more. Like he's got to be so much more careful about when he runs, because that one injury for him that could be the end of his career with how many big ones he's had. Um, but the way I think about Cam is in the Kyler, is in the Mahomes type of play, but he doesn't have the arm nor the speed. But he's got a coach, yes, that really makes up for that with brains. So. I mean, when you're talking about Bill Belichick, you could put almost anybody out on the field for in quarterback as your quarterback that's played at a high level at some point. And if you're not going to win, you're at least going to be close. And you've got Cam Newton on your, you have a former MVP, mm-hmm. a guy that still can ball. Dude's still got a cannon. Dude can still move. And for somebody that was basically a free pickup for what they're paying him right now, they are getting an amazing bargain. I bet you there's at least three or four other teams right now that are like, shit, I really wish we would have gotten Cam Newton. And the same thing is going to happen when Cap pick, gets picked up by a team. As soon yeah. as Cap gets on the field, he's been gone for so many seasons now. The people have to remember, he's been healthy. He hasn't gotten hurt. He, his body hasn't football aged for four years. Yeah. So he is ready to go. It's going to be the same thing. Another, another speed guy. Another, he's got an arm too. So... Yeah, the, no, they're also they are getting older, and Cam Newton is a guy that's getting older very quickly, and we're watching it in front of our very eyes. He's slowing down. Still yeah. can ball. Still can ball. Still a good fit. My other concern is I. This team feels, and again, the coaching staff is going to be able to fix this, and it makes it more difficult. But it feels like a team that is going to be somewhat easy to prepare for on the defensive side of the ball because Cam Newton's your leading rusher. After week one. After week, yes, but I'm not too scared of James White or Sony Michelle. And and who is he throwing to? He's throwing to Julian Edelman, who actually had a few drops. The chemistry isn't there yet. And Nikhil Harry, who still is not a proven young wide receiver. And then you look after that, and it's James White as a running back, Ryan Izzo as a tight end, and Jay Taylor, who I don't even know who that is. So – they need they don't have weapons and we've seen although we have seen even last year the Patriots went after Antonio Brown and unfortunately that didn't work but then they went and got it Muhammad, worked for a week but then they went and got Muhammad Sanu too so they're yeah. willing to go get weapons so we'll see what happens there I think they need to um in order to keep this success going but it, well and I think that's the key though that's if they want to keep the success going because <laughs> yeah. just because they won this week doesn't mean they're gonna win this season you know uh, like yeah so I think the way they're going to have to look at this is, okay, so we won this week with Cam. Who do they play next week? Uh, Seahawks. They're going to get crushed. They're going to get demolished. <laughs> so it's like you, you look at their schedule for the rest of the season and determine to yourself, okay, what what should our record be? Because, like, they, they've got – let's see. They've got uh, – they've got the line – oh, that's preseason. So they've got Seahawks. Raiders they'll probably win. They're going to get demolished by the Chiefs. They'll probably lose to the Broncos too. Ooh, so maybe. 
We'll see how the Broncos look in a couple weeks, too. That's another team that's got a question. Well, we'll see how they look tonight, still. We haven't even yeah, seen them at the Hill. Exactly, the exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, their schedule is tough. Like, the only gimme game they've got is really, like, the Jets twice. And, so that's and the Dolphins like, one more time. Well, that might not even be a gimme game the second time around. We know the Jets aren't good at all. Like, the Jets yeah, won't true. be able to beat them a second time. Well, Miami could beat them a second time. That it so we should talk a little bit about that. I mean, God, their leading runner was fucking Gaskin. I, the, the Dolphins are who they are. They're still in the middle of a rebuild. Do they go? So Fitzpatrick didn't throw a touchdown, and he had three interceptions. Yeah. Do you think the Dolphins are going to look at Tua this season? No. No. If anything, that's exactly what you wanted out of him. You because at this you're. The way this team is constructed is not to win games. Let's be real here. Oh, yeah. You're not winning games in the Miami franchise. So losing games, like to, to management right now, Fitz Magic throwing three interceptions might as well be three touchdowns. Like that, because for what they're trying to accomplish right now, they're winning. So fair. Uh, let's talk about the Washington football team beating the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh boy! A, these last couple of years, since ever since the Super Bowl, it's been rough being an Eagles fan. <sighs> they Carson Wentz needs some help. <laughs> he needs some help. Apparently, their right tackle was a, a former rugby player. Um, yeah, they, they need help on the offensive line. I mean, Deshaun Jackson was the number one receiver. I don't know if he was the no- Dallas Goddard. Their tight, their backup tight end was their number one receiver this week. <sighs> I don't know, man. I I mean, Jalen Rieger might come into his own here, uh, but I don't think he's going to be a number one receiver this year. And it's unfortunate they didn't have Miles Sanders, but Boston Scott's not going to cut it. So for obvious reasons, I didn't watch this game. <laughs> it was barely on red zone. <laughs> like, I figured this was actually going to be an Eagles blowout. Um, I, I did not think that Washington was going to win, but now, especially even looking at the stats and it being close, I'm really glad I didn't watch it. This looks like it was an awful game. Like Dwayne Haskins, as far as a game manager goes, I mean, he only had 178 and a touchdown, but he, he didn't throw any picks. I mean, that's, that's really, that's a, that's such an upside for a young quarterback on a shitty team. Yeah. Because think about if Wentz doesn't throw those two picks. What, where's this game, you know? And if he, and if Haskins throws a pick, it's a set, it's a three point game, you know? And you, so. you, you got to look too at the leadership of Haskins. I don't know if you heard about the halftime uh, fiasco, but Ron Rivera had to go get an IV because of his cancer that he's going through. He had to go oh. get IV during halftime. So Dwayne Haskins actually stood up uh, or stepped up at halftime and gave the speech while Rivera was gone. Um, and apparently it was a hell of a speech because they came back and won in the second half for Riverboat Ron there. They ended up giving him the game ball too. It, it was a great story. Uh, you don't want to cheer for this Washington team, but it's hard not to with the players that they got right now. Well, no, here's the thing. I want to cheer for the guys, not the franchise. That's yeah, the it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I actually, I'm cheering for Dwayne Haskins. And we, we were talking about this earlier in the summer too. Like we're cheering for the guy. He's a good quarterback. He's just in a really shitty situation. And if he's showing himself right now, if there comes a time when he's maybe looking at playing somewhere else and the team's looking at him, they're going to see this situation, mm-hmm. this situation specifically week one, your second season in the NFL. And you're the one that's doing the halftime speech for your head coach. That's, that's a big deal for me. That's, that's really big. No flag on that for sure. Um, Chargers Bengals. Oh, Oh, 
I feel so bad. I feel so bad for Joe. <sighs> he listen. He played. It's not. It wasn't a great game. It wasn't a perfect game. But it was such an impressive debut game. And oh, he yeah. he was on his way. He almost threw a game-winning touchdown. I think it was a little, it, it was the right call, but in the late game, I think it was a little bit of a ticky-tack call on AJ Green. But still, like they had a chance to tie it and send it to overtime. And Michael Bagley, you want okay, so you saw this, right? Michael Bagley, and then he immediately went down and grabbed his leg, right? Yeah. Did you hear? He's not even hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they definitely. said it was a cramp. So I feel so bad. Oh, uh, he was just sitting there like, if I would have had that one damn banana this morning. <laughs> or, or, or he knew he missed the kick immediately, so he faked it. That's what As I'm a- thinking. Like, there's no way. You, like, you can kind of tell when a cramp's coming on. And, like, it's game day. You're so hydrated and be- potassium filled. And he, you're not cramping. What? He kicked, I feel like he kicked a few kicks before that, too. <laughs> like, yeah, so, did, you, did he not warm up? Did he go out there unwarmed up or something? It was his second. It was his second. It was his third field goal. At, oh, no, that, that was the one he made. It was his. Uh, yeah, so it was his third field goal attempt, and he kicked an extra point, too. He should have been. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, you know, there's I don't a wanna... lot of kickers looking for jobs right now. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, Cleveland already has Cody Parkey. Yeah, there, there are so many teams right now. Like, th- there's so many free agent kickers on the market that that – the average fan doesn't even realize like JK Scott was like pulled up out of nowhere. And now he's out here punting. Like he's arguably the best punter in the NFL right now. Uh, Yeah. And actually, no, that's not even argue. I think he is the best punter in the NFL. Right you know now. what, you know what Jersey I was wearing yesterday? What? JK Scott. You see, I think he might also be one of the, besides Marquette King or whatever the guy's name was that used to play for the Raiders. He might mm-hmm. be one of the only punter jerseys I'll ever get. I got it, and I well, I actually wow, I actually have two because I have a Pat McAfee jersey. So okay, okay, no, that's I'd get a Pat McAfee jersey. Yep. I definitely um, get a Pat McAfee jersey. But I mean, looking at Joe Burrow, I mean, twenty three for thirty six. Uh, he threw the one interception. He didn't throw any touchdowns, but he uh, and the one interception he threw. I mean, it was a shovel pass. It was a mistake that he's going to learn from. Like that was a yeah. quick. It was a quick little shovel pass into the defense that he shouldn't have thrown. Um, and he rushed for a touchdown, which was an extremely impressive run. Like he showed Yeah, I saw patience. that. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, wait, 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 wait. That is this year's game, right? That, that, that's Joe running, right? Yeah. And yeah, and I was shocked to see him using his feet like that. It was really impressive. Like the, the patience and the, and the smarts that he used on that play. It was, I was so impressed by this man. I think Joe Mixon's going to have a better season than he had today. I... And AJ Green, uh, it's great to see him back on the football field. He's just a good football player. Like it's, it, it, football's better when you have all your best players out there. And you know when someone like AJ Green is out, it, it you do miss it. And now having him back out on the field and with a good quarterback is great. I think the Bengals are going to have a decent season because this offense is only going to get better. Like week yeah. to week, it's going to get better. Joe Burrow. Well, I mean, when start- you have a rookie quarter, so here's my thing about Joe Burrow. And we, I talked about it in the last podcast. I, I have higher expectations for him than some of the other quarterbacks. Cause he played longer and he is older and he has more on field experience. And it, to a certain extent, to an extent, I, because I, he was I, a I expect, backup. Yes. I, but what, what I'm getting at here is I'm expecting. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, I, I'm expecting him to advanced 
advance more quickly than the other rookie quarter, like just the other rookies in general. I agree because of his work ethic and what he had yeah. to do over the past calendar year. And even before that, like trying to get that, that starting job at LSU and what he did. Yeah, I agree. Um, the chargers they're it's weird. Cause they're, a, they, they feel like a rebuild team, but you look at their roster and they're, they're really just a quarterback away. And you have this guy, Justin Herbert, who you drafted high. I, I'm a guy, listen, I like sitting quarterbacks, but if you're the Chargers, I, I don't know if Tyrod's the guy, and I think you may want to you may want to look at putting in Justin Herbert and seeing what he can do at least, seeing it, what, if you have your quarterback of the future. Yeah, I mean, at the, what do you think the Chargers' game plan even is for this season? They're not trying to make the playoffs. Which is, it's but so they're not weird. trying to lose either. So, like, what are they trying to do? You look at Austin Eckler, you look at uh, Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and you look at that defense. You have Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, all these guys on the defensive side of the ball. Casey Hayward, who's one of the best corners in the game. Like, ah, uh, I don't know. They feel like they're so close, but they just, they're, and they're also, it, it also feels like their play calling's a little up too. I'm not sure on the coaching staff, but. That also might be because of Tyrod Taylor. So. It, yes, exactly. I, it feels like Tyrod's the starter based on you've been here a few years. You're kind of a leader. Let, and a let's veteran. see how long that lasts. I don't, I don't think it's going to last very long. Yeah. Especially, I'm, ex- yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see Justin Herbert. So the sooner the better, even though I think he should sit for like, what, six weeks? Well, as soon as he starts playing well in practice, I think is when you start. I mean, he might be playing well now. And you're like, all right, let's see if he can sustain it for a couple weeks. And then we'll think about it. Yeah. Because at this point, they don't have anything to lose besides the game, which they probably aren't going to win anyway. Let's talk about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers getting their asses kicked by New Orleans and Drew Brees. It started out okay, right? I'm like, you know what? It could be worse. It could be a lot worse. And then as it progressed and as it went and as Brady took a couple more hits – I'm like, KO was right about the line. Their line's not ready yet. Maybe he can hit a target. Well, he can kind of hit a target right now. The chemistry's a little iffy. Well, Gronk's in there. Gronk can kind of do some stuff. Gronk got two catches. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's two catches and a lot more tight ends get right now, though. A lot of tight ends are just in there on the field for blocking. Dallas Goddard was the number one wide receiver in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we're also talking about a really fucked up Philly team. That's true. So, um, I listen, I... I, I feel vindicated I, because I listen and this Buccaneers team listen honestly the defense was better than I expected the defense is going to be pretty decent this year I think um, they have a lot of young talent it's just about that talent taking the next step and it looks like a lot of them are ready to um, and Shaquille Barrett we already know he, he was the leading sack hitter last year so we know that they have talent on the team with Vita Vea in the middle and they still have been Donovan Sue. They're going to have talent on that side of the ball. It's all about the chemistry, and it's all about Tom Brady. And if Tom Brady – I don't know. Like, I, I didn't see enough out of him. He made a few good throws because, of course, he's going to. He's Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> but he also made a lot of throws that I pointed to last year for the Patriots on why that offense wasn't working. And he was missing throws. He can't really throw deep. I There, there was an out route that they kept trying to make him throw, and that's – I think at least one of the picks was on that out route. And it was like it was like starting on the left side end of the field and cutting out. And every time he just couldn't seem to get it, and it was really odd. So I, I'm wondering if it's something they're going to adjust as they go, or maybe 
Tom adjusts as he goes, but you don't, you're not going to see a lot of games where Tom Brady throws two interceptions. No. And, and especially, you know what, what I loved so much, he threw that one to Janoris Jenkins. It looked almost identical to the one he threw against the dolphins last year, like almost identical to that. And that was the game. The dolphins won and it knocked the Patriots out of the bye. They had to play wildcard weekend. It knocked the chiefs into the bye. The chiefs ended up winning the super bowl and the Patriots ended up losing in wildcard weekend. That was a big game, and that's kind of what this felt like, too. Uh, and I'm, obviously, it's the Saints and not the Dolphins, but, like, Drew Brees still looked good. That offense still looks good. I mean, I started their defense in fantasy, and I got 17 points. Like, against Tom Brady, that's, that's not that's many. as you can get. I mean. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I I feel very vindicated. I don't – I think the, the Buccaneers have a chance now to finish third <laughs> that's how much they that's how they impressed me in this game i still don't see them finishing second or first in this division i i think they get a wild card and maybe and i think they can beat the panthers i think that i think that yeah, yeah. i think the panthers are unfortunately going to be last if i had to take you know it's going to be one of those good two. division man that's it's a great so, division man it's such a good See, division. this is why i hate football because of the way it's set up. Like, like I wish they did, like, one through eight seating or something like that. Yeah. It feels and like I a just, lot of sports are kind of maybe moving towards that. Which is totally – and I'm game for that because then we get to see truly the best team go against truly the worst team. Then we don't see two teams that we wish to see each other in championship meeting up in the first round. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, let's talk – ooh, Arizona versus San Francisco. Okay. So, hear me. All right. So, I didn't directly call this, right? I've had some big issues with the 49ers offense, though, and I've brought it up before. I believe I called this my ups- almost upset of the week. Yes, you did. <laughs> and and, but, and I, I even I brought it up then, too. I have a big issue with the way 49ers play consistently on offense because it's not. Yeah. And yeah. if Garoppolo can't throw the ball. Which he, ooh, he looked bad well, yesterday. He's looked pretty iffy the last couple. See, even when they made their deep playoff run, he looked iffy. Yeah. Like, at no point have I trusted Jimmy Garoppolo's. What offense. did he he complete? Like six passes against the Packers. Some yeah, it was not good. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah, and th- but that's the thing. This team is built to you know run and gun, and and that's kind that's what he kind of is good at. And plus the defense that it, like this team is built. We know this team is built to win, and that's how they won last year. Um, unfortunately, the defense just isn't like DeForest Buckner, I think, was a big loss for this team because we saw Kenyon Drake have a really good day. We saw even Chase Edmonds have a few good runs, and Kyler Murray looked absolutely like Kyler Murray looked great. And you like the difference that a, a number one wide receiver can make on a young quarterback is like Hopkins looked incredible and this this offense looked like it just automatically clicked i i really like this team going forward especially like they knocked off san francisco and i think the best defense maybe on that side of the country like i I think both of these teams are going to be fighting for slash i think i didn't i i think i predicted both of these teams in the wild card didn't i i think you did yes actually arizona might not even need the wild card spot ah seattle I now I think Seattle's better right now. I, I do too. I and I say might very hesitantly there because with what's going on right now, you never know who's gonna get hurt or sick. 
Yeah. So and I think they can put up a fight though. Sneak in. If there's a team that's going to sneak in, it could definitely be the Cardinals. They they got so good. It's not even sneaky good over the summer. They were openly just so much better. Pittsburgh going for fourth and one with 55 seconds up 10. They got this game one. Um, yeah, I I like the Cardinals. Uh, San Francisco's got something to figure out, but I think they'll be all right. Well, I think they're. I mean, numbers wise, it doesn't look like it's that much of a Garoppolo problem. That was what a play call. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's game one. That's, yeah, there it is. I mean, Wait. I wasn't expecting the Giants to win it anyway. Is that Chase so. Claypool? I bet you he's having a hell of a game right now. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. Sunday night football. How about them Cowboys? You know what? That ha- exactly what I was expecting to happen happened. Really? I, yeah. I I was not expecting them to come out. Like, everyone's like, they got Mike McCarthy's offense. Remember what happened with Aaron Rodgers? They were amazing. They just see there, there's a, bit, a large group of people that forgot yeah. about the whole Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy quarrel. Yeah. And they didn't realize it was over the fucking playbook. And he brought the same playbook <laughs> out this last week. Yes. That was, no, the, that was the Packers playbook. I 40th win on Monday night football tied for most. Holy crap. Um, listen, I, I expected this offense to take a dip because of McCarthy. I did. And I, maybe I overestimated how talented the rest of the offense and the defense is because I, I and I, I, I definitely underestimated the Rams because I thought this was still going to be the Rams of last year. And they proved me wrong because this, and Sean, I gave Sean McVay crap on the preview show, but it looks like he figured something out. It looked like he calmed himself down and went back to what he wanted to do. They're running the ball extremely um, effectively again. And Jared Goff, but I think Jared Goff was the key because Jared Goff did not look good last year. Like I think there were some plays that McVay was still calling right. And Jared Goff just wasn't executing, but Goff looked better last night against a really talented uh, defense in um, in Dallas, even though they, you know, now they lose uh, late Nick Vander Esch, which was extremely, you know, six to eight weeks. It sounds like he's going to be out um, with a broken collarbone. It was a clean break, apparently. You know, those um, heal quicker though. So <laughs> that's yeah, that's true too. Um, so yeah, I I was I was very impressed with the Rams. I hate their uniforms, but I love their uh, their stadium. They're so like retroly modern. I don't know how to feel about them. You know what who, I mean? Who decided that bone white was going to be their freaking color? <laughs> Not even like in, those uh, blue ones still rub me the wrong. Yeah. Even, and when they did the all yellow color rush, like mm-hmm. their like colors it. are so like oversaturated and strong it throws me and rub it throws me off and rubs me the wrong way yeah i i really didn't like them but the team looked impressive the cowboys have I, somehow they found a worse coach than jason garrett well and I, <laughs> like I, I was literally just about to say there were i'm not very familiar with coaches when it comes to the nfl like i am with basketball or even baseball um but i feel like there was probably five or six names that would have been better besides Mike McCarthy as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And thinking about it, I'm like, there's offensive and defensive coordinators that would have been a better fit for this head coaching position than Mike McCarthy. Like, I just, it didn't make sense for me to bring in a guy like that for that quarterback. Like Dak is like supposed to be their guy. And, and no, in no way is that system built for that. 
like Jerry Jones might be playing the uh, what we're gonna see. Dak is their guy. Like Jerry Jones is trying to play this the slave owner game here and make him like pay him as little as possible and make mm-hmm. him show he's in ball he's the boss. But it they picked the wrong coach. They have the wrong guy in charge. They probably have the wrong quarterback. I would argue they have the wrong running back. Ooh. Up, I. Zeke's I, Zeke's still one of the best in the league. I I can't hate Zeke. I've loved him since. He would be so much State. better on another team. No, he absolutely would be, that, and it's unfortunate that he's in that position. But yeah. he's, I, you know, I like he's the, the reason system, for the system. I still think he. Oh yeah, especially with McCarthy there. Like we know what McCarthy did with running backs. He did nothing. <laughs> but yeah, like Zeke's got to catch a ball now. I still think Zeke should have been rookie of the year the year Dak won it. I think without Zeke, Dak is not the quarterback that he is. And I Who's think that's going to distract everybody from Dak then. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, uh, exciting week one. And now we can actually talk the really good timing there. We could talk about the Steelers and we'll Perfect talk about, timing. and we'll talk about the uh, Monday. We'll talk about the Titans Broncos on the next episode, but uh, we'll wrap up here real quick here with uh, the Steelers and giants that just wrapped up the Steelers one twenty six to 16. Giants looked solid at the beginning, at least, at least um, their, their offense seemed to be clicking and they were scoring, but then all of a sudden, I think that Pittsburgh Steelers defense kind of remembered who they were and big Ben got back into his football mode. Cause remember, this is his first game. He didn't have any preseason games to get back into the, this is his first game since getting injured. What? Like week one last year. Yeah. It, so it's been a full calendar year since he's played a football game. And that was his throwing arm. Mm-hmm. one exactly. must remember he basically had tommy john so yeah and he looked great in the second if he even like in the, big ben <laughs> even in the second quarter he started looking like big ben it's really good to see him back i but he he's one of the big guys that got me into football i was a big as you can see i'm wearing my smith schuster jersey um i i was a steelers fan when i started watching football um obviously second to the packers but yeah uh daniel jones he still is making mistakes <laughs> like we saw him I think he had the most turnovers last year as a quarterback and that was in the same season that Jameis Winston had I was about to say Jameis Winston must have been a really close second yes but I think Daniel and maybe I'm wrong on that but maybe Daniel Jones was a close second but Daniel Jones had a lot of fumbles last year mm. uh, he had quite a few fumbles last and year nowhere near as many yards as Jameis Winston <laughs> exactly exactly like <laughs> that's the difference yeah, like Jameis Winston, Winston, like he almost damn near led the league in yards, didn't he? Like he was really close. Yeah, and touchdown, like or yeah, maybe like, he had thirty like, some like, touchdowns. I thought he had forty. He was cool. I think he was had mid thirties touchdowns okay. and then thirty yeah. interceptions. So he he had a wicked season minus the forty interceptions he threw. <laughs> yeah, and and now Daniel Jones tonight, he had the two touchdowns and he looked good. Darius Slayton is a good receiver for him, and they have a good crew with Shepard and and Tate. Did Tate even play tonight? I don't know if Tate even played. He didn't have a catch. Um, and Saquon, man, Saquon, 15 for six yards. What? He had 15 carries and only six yards. Yeah, did you not see that? No. I thought I thought you were going to get to that. Like, you already saw it and you are going to get to it. Yeah, no, he, uh, Mr., Mr. Amazing Running Back Boy didn't do so hot. But I, I am. don't know if. So I, I, sorry for F- Saquon fantasy owners. Oh my god! Yeah, because he's a first round pick too. Like he is. He's he's like the second or third pick in most leagues. Yeah. yeah um. Yikes! I, I I wonder if it's got something to do with their line. 
but well, um, okay. The D, I mean, like we've mentioned, the Steelers defense is extremely good, especially against the run. Well, but, and the Giants aren't out here to win games right now, necessarily, either. So, in I mean, this division, though, they could be in this division, they could, yeah, they could, but damn, I, that's crazy. Yeah. Daniel Jones was their leading rusher. Oh my god, Derrick Henry looks scary. I love Derrick Henry. Holy. He just every year he seems to get more and more buff. Like, like you see the veins popping out a bit more every year. Yep. The arms just get a little bigger. I'm listen, Titans versus Broncos. That doesn't sound like a great matchup. I'm excited for this game. Well, historically, it doesn't sound like exactly. an amazing matchup, but in 2020, I'm extremely, like a, I'm extremely like excited. A potentially high scoring. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see. Are they playing in Denver? You no, know, I want to say Tennessee. Nope, it is Denver. Never mind. Yeah, it could be a really high-scoring game. I'm very excited. So, but yeah, uh, you know, Big Ben's back. Like I mentioned, Smooth Schuster's the, probably the happiest guy on the roster that he's back. He had two touchdowns <laughs> at 69 yards. If his dancing said anything, he definitely is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Big Ben with three touchdowns and no picks. 21 of 32 after coming back from Tommy John. Like, that's fucking impressive. Like the Steelers, the Steelers were uh, kind of like a dark horse pick for me. If you wanted to go uh, the Super Bowl, um, I think they're going to look real good this year. I think they're going to, they're actually going to give the Ravens a run for their money for this division. I really think so. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't disagree with you at all, actually. I mean, I, I'm questioning at now that we've seen Lamar Jackson get through a whole season, somewhat healthy for the most mm-hmm. part. I think if you're playing the numbers game, it's either going to be this year or next year. He's going to have a season ending one or a bad one. Yeah. So I, unless you've been gambling and winning a lot and getting lucky, I I would be really hesitant as a Ravens fan right now, because I just, I, the way that. This graphic, man, I can't look at the graphics this year. have Look at Okay. But strictly look at the hands. Yeah, I know. I know. Just, Ah, uh, mm, ESPN. Think these things through, man. I, I know I say that a lot, but they do think these things through. It's amazing that they think these things through the way they do sometimes. It's yeah. Um. So yeah, that was week one. It was an extremely fun week of football. I'm so happy football's back. And a lot of people, I think it was you that messaged me that you were over empty stadium football already. No, no, no. I like empty stadium football. Okay, maybe the it was... reason the reason I it's the same reason I like bubble basketball is that I can hear everything and growing up in a professional athlete's household, I've always been super interested in the athletes on field. I can give a shit what you're covering up with the ambient noise and the announcers. Someone else, someone else messaged me. I, I didn't mind it. I, and honestly, maybe it's, maybe it's because I had red zone and, and other things on switching around. And I had, you know, my, my roommate here, we were talking the whole time. Some games have people too. Yeah. So like, it's not like they're all empty, but even though the ones that had people were still pretty good though. Like they, they were surprisingly loud considering maybe a quarter of the, the crowd was there. If even, that. even the empty games, I didn't, I didn't notice. Like I, yeah, like I was just the, the crane shot right now at a mile high. Like you've got, it's probably just like family and stuff on the right on the, side. On yeah. the right side. And that's it. Like, I think you're right. And they're so distanced, man. They are. And you know what? It's an open field state. It's the same thing I said about Kansas City. It's an open that, field that's stadium. That's one of my favorite stadiums in the NFL. That is a beautiful stadium. It's on my bucket list to go to for sure. What the hell was that flying in the air? It's a firework and it's going oh. towards the Bronco. <laughs> 
that's pretty cool. And then the Bronco goes up and boom booms. Oh no! Oh, it's a parachuter. That's even cooler. It was a paraglider. What? <laughs> That's almost as cool as Lady Gaga jumping off the top of the stadium at the Super Bowl. It's almost as cool as Jackson Deville before every game ziplining down from the heavens. Love him. He's the best mascot. But anyway, that was week one. We're going to hopefully what my plan is, is we're going to record after Thursday night football, either Thursday night or Friday morning. Um, and so that we can get that episode out quick. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about the upcoming week and we'll talk about anything else we need to do. Probably basketball. Uh, we're going to set aside a lot of time for that. Um, that'll probably be a longer episode. Well, we're going to be, we're going to probably be talking more about Giannis than actual basketball, right? Probably. Now. Yeah. So because actual basketball right now is kind of getting boring, unfortunately. Yeah. Cause to a certain I, extent. we still have to wait for the, the conference finals. Well, don't yeah, we? We, have, we have a series we're waiting on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, they went, they weren't playing the, wait each round they're just yeah. play as many games we got to get through as many games as we can yeah. it doesn't matter where we're at which so, is a uh, smart move no yeah. it is smart now we just you know and now teams get rewarded with a little more rest um, actually well I'll, I'll say this really briefly and i'll bring it up again next time we talk about it but those teams getting rest especially those older guys i don't know if that's necessarily a good thing for them because bodies that aren't in motion tend to not stay in motion so that, that's just newton's laws so <laughs> i we're gonna stick with it yeah but yeah, anyway, so we'll see you uh, episode on Friday for sure. So stay tuned for that. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on, on Twitter at FRKO Podcast. Uh, follow Hanson at Hanson McElvain. Follow me at our J Dingers. I've been tweeting a lot of sports on the normal on my normal Twitter because I forget to change Twitter sometimes. So <laughs> it's whatever. Um, but yeah, to subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, wherever else you get podcasts from. And we will see you later this week. Chap lips and my jacket unzipped Been getting chilly, who we kidding About as cold as my wrist Got me down in the fifth Got me drowning in indecisions Genie, I'm full of wishes Still can't help with the disposition I'm just a young college kid With all the privilege Trust beyond belief So catch us going through the villages Keep an image of Priscilla With the J Dilla Dilla Need another dollar Dollar in Manila So vanilla with a swirl Let the blade run Tongue drip sliced down the middle of our nation. Heebie-jeebies, we already had this conversation. Kept me busy since day one. Accusations. Pockets gained a little weight like my ex-bitch. Still the only bricks that I've been stacking been in Tetris. Never measure up because we've been on a different metric. And I don't give a fuck about who the next I fill the is. hole in my soul with Palace Supreme logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo. Fill the hole in my soul with Palace Supreme logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo.